Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we're going to talk about uh, an interesting topic, uh, a little bit along the lines of uh, men's health. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about uh, testosterone. And it's kind of a big topic right now amongst the uh, world of men, I guess, middle-aged men. Uh, especially with this whole uh, Liver King thing coming out, you know, recently where he's, uh, I think it came, it came out that he spent like twelve grand a, a month on all kinds of juice he's putting in his body. And, you know, and then obviously he's telling everybody, oh, this is just eating liver and Rocky Mountain oysters. And, you know, you know, obviously there's a big demand out there. People are really interested. I see a lot of stuff like this on TikTok. A lot of studies people are talking about. So what I what we did is, we actually looked into some of those studies, and we looked into some of those, uh, the validity of some of these natural uh, or non-hormonal uh, injections, essentially, uh, to see what uh, what the validity of some of those are. Uh, obviously, this is a topic on men's uh, hormones, but we kind of do talk a little bit about, uh, we will talk about men's sexual health, so uh, if you have little ears, uh, maybe... Uh, not the best episode to listen to. <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be good, though, and it'll be very informative. We got lots of good stuff for you guys. So let's go ahead and dive in. Spartans, what is your profession? Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. What I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills that make me a nightmare. If I can change and you can change, Everybody can change! Let us all unite! Let us fight for a new world! A decent world! So today we're going to be talking about testosterone. This episode was kind of uh, spawned by some interesting TikToks that Jared and I had sent to each other and found that had to do with some interesting ways of uh, increasing your testosterone and and as uh, us starting to get into that middle-aged man uh, <laughs> yes. category, you know, we thought, hey, it might be something to to, to look into. So, I, so, so a quick fact on that: just uh, the, the I read a thing that said at the age of thirty, your testosterone rate falls at a rate of one percent per year. So, I'm thirty-four, and you're thirty-two, thirty-three. Yep, thirty-two. About thirty-three, about to next week. thirty-three, yeah. So, you know, we're 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 past that, man. I'm already three percent, four percent down. Four <laughs> percent down, man. You better catch up. <laughs> I, I got to do something. So, and that's and 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 that depends on where you started too. Yeah, because not everybody starts at the top of the range too. Yeah, uh, and we'll kind of go over some of that, uh, some of the ranges as well. But uh, just kind of layman's terms, quick understanding of of what testosterone is. Uh, testosterone is a hormone found in humans, as well as some other animals. Uh, in men, uh, the testicles primar- primarily make testosterone. Uh, in women, the ovaries make testosterone, although it is uh, much less, uh, m- much lower amounts in women. Um, testosterone starts to significantly increase the production uh, during puberty. And then, as Jared said, it starts to dip after the age of 30. So uh, testosterone is most uh, often associated with sex drive, um, 
sperm production, muscle mass, um, uh, the way men and women store fat on their bodies, uh, red blood cell production. There's just lots of different like metabolism uh, things that testosterone controls yeah. within the body, especially yeah, especially the male body. Yeah, a few others I would add to that list are metabolism, your bone mass, or your bone density. Um, also, kind of anti aging, or, or like uh, that. That was one of the kind of ways that they had called it in that it. Uh, helps your cells re- remain rejuvenated, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, I, interestingly, I, I was reading a, a study, so um, I wanted to track, uh, there's been several studies on basically the history of testosterone through the years. Um, and there's been several s- studies that have observed there's significant reduction in testosterone levels over time. So in 2007, there was a study that stated that testosterone decreased by about 22% when comparing to men in 1985 levels uh, to 2004 levels. So from 1985 to 2004, the average levels of free testosterone and in the, the male body had decreased just on average, just generally, by 22% in, what is that, um, 20-something years? It seems like a lot. And so, yeah, there was another study that did something similar um, between two, 1999 and 2016, and it said that that differentiator, uh, the number was about 25% lower in 2016 on average in men than in 1999. Uh, so even slightly higher as we get into the uh, closer to our you know current year. And so that was uh, really kind of interesting, and it kind of made me think, why on earth would would the the average testosterone levels in men decrease through the years um you know i would think that that more men in in 1985 are worried about i say working out or or whatever else than in 2016 but uh, maybe not uh not that working out has everything to do with testosterone but um i don't know jerry what do you think what what do you think are some reasons so a couple of reasons i i found were um you know the obesity. Uh, you, you go back in the in the eighties yeah. and stuff, and, and people weren't nearly as obese as they are today. And it, being obese is a major uh, cause of a, a loss of testosterone. Uh, so there's that. Uh, another thing that some people talk about is like estrogens in uh, lotions and shampoos and soaps that we use. Uh, how that? Uh, a lot of soy. <laughs> I'm not sure about lo- soy no. Seriously, a lot of. Uh, no, it is. It's uh, soy products. Uh, if people consume lots of soy products, there's a high level of estrogen in soy products. Okay, you have to consume quite a bit, but with the the introduction of so many soy products and and soy based products in uh, in in our food today, uh, that they, they contributed a little bit of it to that. Is that as where well. the term soy boy came from? Someone who's not <laughs> had very low on testosterone in their body. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, Maybe, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, you know, the decrease. Uh, um, 
I, I think one one study that I saw was just it, they thought it had mainly to do with uh, obesity rates because you're talking generalities and generally people are overweight. Yeah. man. I mean, like, I mean, heck, you look at the South and, and most people are just. I mean, if you took an average of weight across the South alone, people would be you know fifty pounds overweight. Uh, so I, I think when you're yeah. talking in, in broad averages like that, it, the obesity epidemic really pulls that down. Yeah, and th- those were kind of the two big things that I had say- seen was uh, excessive weight gain as compared to those previous years. And kind of hand-in-hand hand with excessive weight gain and obesity is um, just an overall increase in uh, or decline in health, um, just hmm. in general, you know, much more diabetes. And, and, and that could be attributed to maybe the quality of food that we're eating, the more preservatives or... Uh, you know, other I don't know, dyes or whatever it might be that might be contributing to poor health, um, you know, sedentary lifestyles. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it might be. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think that what you just mentioned, the lifestyle changes. I mean, yeah, you had people working in offices and stuff like that back in the 80s. I mean, there were people, but not nearly as much as you have today with people just on computers all day. Uh, I think the amount of sunlight, as I'll talk about uh, later in my thing, has a lot to do with uh, testosterone in your body. So maybe that is a contributing factor that most, a lot of people now are just working on their computers all day. Uh, they're not really getting up, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely, definitely interesting. So I had uh, I, I had kind of what some normal testosterone ranges are, if we wanted to yeah, sure. get into that a little bit before we get into kind of uh, maybe some signs of low testosterone and then maybe what we can do to increase that, different ways of increasing your, your testosterone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so average ranges of testosterone. Um, so I'm going to, this is going to be in the, 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 the metric for this is nanograms per deciliter. So I'm not going to say that for every range. I'm just going to say the numbers and then, you know, just know that I'm talking about nanograms per deciliter. Um, so in children, the first couple months of, and this is mostly in, in, in men, is what we're talking about in males. Um, in children, the first couple months, the body should produce between 75 and 400, and that's nanograms per deciliter. Uh, by the time the child is 10 or 11 years old, that should be, that should change to about 7 to 130. Now, are uh, you talking early about early teens? Are you talking about free testosterone? Or are you talking about like total testosterone? This is total testosterone. Okay. Yeah, free testosterone has a different metric, mm-hmm. uh, but this is—I mean, they're, they're obviously kind of related Correlated, within yeah, your yeah. body. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have if you have low total testosterone or serum testosterone, then you, you, you're most likely have low free testosterone as well. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is just talking total. Um. So in early teens. So between the ages of 12 and 13, a uh, person should have between 7 and 800. But by the age of 15 to 16, that number should be between 100 and 1200. Obviously, well, 100 range. is on the yeah, the 100 is on the way low side, uh, and 1200 is like, your macho man, you're benching, <laughs> you know, you're benching 385 as a sophomore in high school, probably. 
So in the late teens, 17 to 18 years old, it should be between 300 and 1,200 again. So during those teen ages, the testosterone is kind of has a high range elevated on that, that high side. Uh, adults, so anyone over 19 years old, should have anywhere between 240 to 950. So that is uh, kind of the ranges of what testosterone, that, that uh, total testosterone should be in the body. So, and through your, you know, if you, so the adult range is 240 to 950. So once you hit 30 years old, like Jared said, your testosterone starts to decline uh, at a pretty significant rate of, you know, maybe 1% per year. So if you start uh, 30 years old at the low end of the range, then by the time you're, you're 50, then you could um, be having issues with your testosterone. So uh, I actually, and I'll get personal here, so I actually in two th- late 2019 had my testosterone tested. Uh, went to the doctor and just kind of had a full blood work workup, and that's one of the things that they tested. Yeah. So the average range of testosterone for someone my age, right, was uh, is 240 to 950. And my total testosterone came in at 412, which actually I was kind of... So the range is 240 to, to not, what was the top of the range? The top of the range was 950, 240 to 950. Oh, and mine came in okay, at so 412. Okay, kind of in the middle. So, I mean, the, the lower part of the middle. This was 2019. Um, what I will say is that I was significantly heavier. And I was probably another f- almost 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, uh-huh. And that wasn't good weight either. Um, so, I just thought that was interesting. So, what I have actually, over the past couple years, been trying to do several things to increase that total testosterone. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to go back and to get tested again to kind of see what my current levels are over the past couple years of me doing different things to kind of try to increase that and see if the see if the range is increased at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I actually did something. I, I did uh, a similar. Uh, I, I was like last year. I just did the the. It wasn't a a test, a blood test. It was just a mouth swab, uh, and then I sent in. It was like I think it was like sixty or seventy bucks, and uh, it was the it tests the free testosterone, which they explained is like, uh, they said they were saying that they think it's a better measure because. Uh, they felt like it's open testosterone that's willing to be deployed at any time, and it's not testosterone that's needed for your uh, metabolism and whatnot. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to find exactly what the ranges were, but I believe I came in uh, kind of middle of the range. It wasn't anything, you know, surprising. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know. But because uh, it, it's funny when we talk about like the symptoms of of, of uh, low testosterone, we're like. Or do you have uh, decreased energy? 
do you have a uh, an increase in fat? Do you have a reduced sex drive? Uh, are you feeling exhausted and not feeling motivated to do anything? I'm like, are those just symptoms of having children? <laughs> well, when I went to the when I went to the doctor, I told the doctor I was like, man, I am so tired all the time. I'm not sleeping well. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just exhausted, and and I, you know, and she and I go, I don't know if that's because I have low testosterone or if it's because I got three kids and a newborn baby. <laughs> and she was like, it's probably the, <laughs> the, the kids, but, you know, we'll test it anyway. <laughs> yeah. That that was one number that they tested as well, along with the total testosterone, mm-hmm. is the my free testosterone. Yeah. And I guess that mm-hmm. range is 9.3 on the low end to 26.5 on the high end. And I came in at mm-hmm. a, a 16.7, so it was kind of right in the middle. Oh, huh. well. Must have been the kids then, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll see. What uh, after, maybe after we deploy some of our um, our methodologies we've learned here today, we can. Uh, yeah. So uh, I know I've got a couple different ways, uh, and you've got a couple different ways. Is there anything else you wanted to mention uh, just about testosterone generally before we get into some of these methodologies? You know, we talked about some of the um, the signs of low testosterone. And those are kind of decreased sex drive, low energy, weight gain, depression, uh, moodiness, low self-esteem, loss of body hair, weaker bones and joints. So those are all things of uh, signs of low testosterone. So, but yeah, let's get into some of the 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 ways to increase. Nice. Uh, so, I will. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a couple of just easy ones that I had just maybe. Uh, just knock off, uh, getting proper amount of sleep. If you have any, any more details on any of these, Ethan, let me know. Uh, but, uh, not getting enough sleep, uh, that can affect your amount of testosterone. So make sure you're getting enough sleep at night. Uh, eating less sugar is something you should do. Uh, high insulin levels actually, uh, decrease the amount of testosterone in your body. So don't eat so much sugar. Uh, that will help, and that kind of goes hand in hand with being overweight, uh, being obesity, ha- being obese. Uh, that leads to a lower amount of testosterone. Uh, hand in hand with that, kind of is, is working out more. A higher muscle mass uh, is positively correlated with a higher testosterone. So maybe not a, a causal relationship, but there's a high correlation there. Um, you know, obviously, if you have more testosterone, you you may have a higher muscle mass <laughs> per the uh, liver King reference we had at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but uh, definitely going to the gym, working out will help you uh, your, get your body in shape and help you start to build some muscle mass. And then that will hopefully be a, uh, a cycle of building that muscle mass that you, with the testosterone that you do have, and then it, it, it kind of grows from there. Uh, so I had one, one theory that's been out there that I really wanted to research more was this, uh, light therapy. Um, uh, there's this, there's a couple studies out there about different lights, uh, that people say, oh, you know, if you shine this light on yourself, you're going to get, um, more testosterone and it's going to increase your levels naturally. So if all I have to do is shine a light bulb somewhere on myself, maybe that's a easy win as opposed to getting a shot every month for the rest of my life, for the rest of my whole life. 
So uh, just to kind of give you a, an, a baseline education on the electromagnetic spectrum, so you have everything from microwaves to uh, visible light, infrared, visible light, and then all the way over to uh, x-rays and beyond that. And all of these, the electromagnetic spectrum depends on the frequency of that electromagnetic wave. And depending on where the frequency is, that is what it is. So most of that, you know, is just within, uh, obviously, it's just visible light. It's a very small portion of that. Uh, and then the, most of it is unseen, like radio waves and all this other stuff. Um, so uh, that's important to understand. But red light uh, is at the end, almost at the frequency-wise, it's at the end of the visible light spectrum. And it's almost uh, goes into the infrared uh, when the wavelength passes about 780 nm, which I believe is nanometers, uh, uh, which means it's a, the wavelength is a wider distance. So as you go from, uh, as you go more into infrared and beyond that, the waves get actually wider uh, between each peak of the wave. So with that baseline knowledge, uh, in 1939. So this is a pretty old study. There was a study done by Abraham Meyerson and Rudolf Nest, Nestalt uh, on the influence of ultraviolet uh, irradiation upon uh, excretion of sex hormones in the male. So the study used a light bulb uh, in, in this one that was 20% luminous uh, and 28% ultraviolet rays and 52% infrared. So... If you, infrared is, infrared and ultraviolet are kind of like to the right and to the left of the visible light spectrum. So this light bulb had a little bit of uh, each of them. So kind of like the sun, you know, the sun has thrown all kinds of rays at us, but this one had a kind of a mixture. And so the study showed that the men were exposed to the light on their chests, that when they were exposed to light on their chests, uh, for a certain amount of time, their testosterone went up 120%. And then they said, well, should we shine it on other parts of the body? And they said, well, yeah, maybe we can shine it on uh, the, the, the genitals or the gonads, as they called them in the study. And when they did that, they just shined it on a small portion on your testicles, and that was 200% improvement in their testosterone levels. Uh, they do not uh, say that this effect was uh, that they, they, they had looked at like birds and things, and they said, well, because the ovaries are are internal, uh, it wouldn't have the same effect. So they actually uh, didn't study females for this, but they, based off of some of the studies they'd done with birds, they said that it likely would not have the same effect. Uh, it is believed, and what's interesting here is that they also shined a portion on the light on someone's back with the same amount of light that they shined on their, on their testicles. And it was a very small jump. Uh, they shine, they shined at people's faces and it was a very, it was a, a mediocre jump, but not as, not as big. So the question really that they wanted to answer was a lot of people said, Oh, well, it's the pineal gland, uh, within the brain that creates testosterone. And so it has to go through your eyes that's where the light has to go in through. 
And this study kind of showed that, well, it can be absorbed through the skin if you're shining that light on the skin. So it's not necessarily need to go, need to go through your eyes. It can go through the skin. That was proved by shining it directly on uh, these guys' testicles instead of in their eyes or on their faces. You know what I mean? So uh, the, the study... Uh, what interesting that they kind of said, well, that's interesting that this UV, uh, this light would, uh, and if this UV infrared and light increase testosterone so much, and they're like, well, maybe that's why in some of these tropical uh, climates where the sun is, you know, at the equator, the sun is out uh, more year round, these certain bird species have multiple mating seasons. And said, maybe that's because these birds are getting blasted by the sun all the time, and they have more testosterone, thus a second mating season. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting. Uh, the, the study suggested at kind of at the end that there should essentially be more studies done uh, on the broader light spectrum and what really causes uh, this effect. So uh, there's another study that was done in, in 2013. There were rats uh, that were showed that when the, there was a light of 670 at nanometers, which is a red color, was shined on the rat's uh, testicles, it increased their testosterone uh, with no noted side effects. So this one's interesting because the actual wavelength actually matters because they tested two different wavelengths here, 670 and 808. 808 is kind of more in, the infra, in that infrared uh, range. So when they did it with the with the 808, it actually caused like cell damage, lots of weird growths. Uh, it's, it actually damaged the cells, uh, and so uh, that 680 uh, was like the was like the perfect uh, range that they found that that increased that testosterone. And they looked at how much the rats like mounted females and what exactly they were doing, and they did find that that made a, a substantial difference. Uh, but it was uh, that 670. So, Ethan, you were saying the other day, you are like, oh, I'm thinking about buying a red light. I said, wait wait till I talk to you, because um, 670 is like kind of that magic number. I actually typed in 670NM, red light, uh, just in Google, and all this stuff comes up about how that spectrum of light, that red light, also has to do, you know, is also known as like helping improve your sleep quality. Uh, there are tons of night lamps that are at that range that will help you kind of lull you to sleep. It helps produce melatonin. And as you know, you know, red light doesn't kill your night vision. So it's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, piece. You could, you know, get something that you could use as a a night light, but also, you know, you could uh, shine it on yourself somehow uh, to increase your testosterone. Now, there was one other study uh, that I thought was interesting as well. So this was a study done in Europe in a European college in 2016 uh, that showed that bright light therapy uh, helps as well. So this is more bright light. It's not exactly red light. Uh, so o- only the one with the rats was the red light. Uh, and I- I've seen people on TikTok and other things say, oh, red lights, uh, that's where it's at. But actually of these three that I looked at, one was just kind of uh, that one light bulb that was some infrared, some luminous, and some ultraviolet. Uh, there was the red light 
there was the rat one with the lasers. They actually used lasers. Uh, and then this one was just a bright light therapy. So they used a seasonal light box, uh, which was used in early morning for half an hour. So <clears throat> before the treatment, both groups averaged a sexual satisfaction score of 2 out of 10. So they got people, these college students, who were kind of had uh, issues with depression, um, just kind of dysfunctional type uh, folks that were at the low end of the spectrum, and they wanted to see if this could increase anything. So, but after treatments, the group ex- exposed to the bright light scored sexual satisfaction scores of around 6.3, uh, a, a more than threefold increase on the scale uh, that they used. In contrast, the control group only showed an average score of around 2.7 after treatment. So, interesting. They used that bright light box, and it increased their satisfaction their sexual satisfaction by a multiple of three. It says the researchers also found that testosterone levels increased in men who had been. So is that, is that bright? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, is that bright light like sunlight or is that related to vitamin D or. Yeah, I think it's more of just like, so the, I have more details on the light, uh, that, uh, what it is, it, it is a, uh, this one seemed mainly focused on like the eyes because it said there was a cornea distance. The cornea distance of the light was one meter. So I'm thinking this was maybe just shined on the person's just generally. So it may have, may have more to do with just a bright light. Uh, the light was used was like a 10,000 lux, which is actually the light intensity when it reaches a surface. So you've heard of lumens and, you, and then there's lumens and then there's lux. Lumens is the amount of like light that leaves the the flashlight or whatnot, but lux is like the amount that reaches the destination. So just so it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Uh, uh, and then yeah. so this one was a white fluorescent light box. Uh, they called it, it was called a super light three S, which is a light box, and it was a. Uh, 4,100 Kelvin light. So they measure these things but different. Uh, this one's actually a little bit more yellow. Uh, that that uh, Kelvin, 4,100 Kelvin light, and that's actually a little bit more on the yellow spectrum. So it's more like natural sunlight, uh, which is, uh, and it's just from a fluorescent bulb, but it's, it's bright light therapy. Uh, so it says the researchers also found that testosterone levels increased in the men who had been given active light treatments. The average testosterone levels in the control group showed no significant change over the course of the treatment. It was around 2.3 uh, uh, NG per milliliter, uh, at both beginning at the end of the experiment. However, the, the group given the active treatment showed an increase from around 2.1 to 3.6 after two weeks. So in this case, uh, they only did it 30 minutes a day, uh, this, they just sat in front of this bright light box. Now I looked online, and there's they actually sell a lot of these bright light boxes for seasonal uh, depression. Uh, that's, I mean, it's just basically a box with a couple of fluorescent light bulbs in it. You put it right in front of you, and it's super bright, and it actually helps combat seasonal depression. So that's basically what they were doing in this therapy, which isn't, you know, after digging into it more, 
you know, it's not as like, oh, this is red light confirmed again. So really only one of these three studies actually had to do with red light therapy. Uh, and that was the one in rats. Uh, the other two, which were the actual ones on humans, had more to do with like bright light therapy. Um, and uh, I mean, one was bright light therapy specifically on your testicles, which was a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, that one had a little bit more of the spectrum than I think that the other one did. It had ultraviolet and infrared. But it's interesting uh, to understand that the, the the verdict is still out on this, I think. Uh, I think that if you went with some type of bright light, a seasonal depression box, uh, or some type of red light uh, flashlight or something within the uh, wavelength of 670, uh, you'd probably be good with either of those. And it might be worth it just to test either of those. I did look up those, those light boxes, though, and one base one that seemed to match what they had used in that third study was like 300 bucks. So it's pretty expensive. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of curious as far as the, the light portion goes of, you know, what it really, I don't know what it really affect kind of your mood and your sleep and how you're feeling and even your testosterone levels. Uh, so that's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's just like we've, you've talked about before on the podcast, Ethan is just getting out in the sun uh, just kind of sunbathing for maybe 15 to 20 minutes a day. I think that also would make a big difference. I think that if you, you hear that, you know, you hear some people talking about sunning your nuts. Uh, if you did that, I mean, if you got a privacy backyard, uh, that might help improve it because based on some of this stuff, direct <laughs> sunlight does make a difference. So uh, depending on how open you are uh, in your neighborhood, maybe you'll be that, get the stigma of that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder uh they should they should uh take an average testosterone readings of like uh nudist colonies to see if they're uh <laughs> if, they, if they get more uh sunlight skin exposure. Uh, maybe, um I, so I think that there's, there's some couple, uh uncontrollable variables there you have to count for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh there's a couple other ways uh you know of increasing your testosterone, let's say naturally versus uh kind of injecting anabolics or you you can take them by pill form or whatever else, but ingesting or putting some sort of uh, uh, additional hormone therapy, replacement therapy into your body, uh, which actually taking testosterone, artificial testosterone can actually decrease your body's ability to create its own testosterone. That's why a lot of uh, bodybuilders that go on testosterone and, and anabolic steroids, they have to basically continue a regiment of of hormone testosterone therapy for the rest of their life in order to to keep their their systems going um just because they kind of their systems are shot afterwards you know if you if you're injecting or in, ingesting all of this testosterone into your body then your body is like well I don't need to create anymore and it kind of shuts down um yeah. which you know, it def it can come back, uh, but not as not as strong. So, you know, what are some other things we can do, Jared? You talked about some, uh, and those are awesome. Um, you know, other than I don't know, chewing on leather, walking on hot coals, or listening to Ramstein, um, there are <laughs> some other things that we can do as well. Uh, you know, we talked about eating well, exercising. 
supplementation. There are some natural supplements that you can take. Uh, vitamin D has a strong correlation to um, testosterone. And so if someone is extremely deficient in vitamin D, they're not getting enough sunlight, they can get that through the sun, or they can also get that through supplementation, uh, which is good as well. That's something that I supplement every day. Um, uh, another one is ashwagandha. It's kind of a natural uh, herb that can help with increasing that testosterone naturally. There's another uh, natural substance. It's called uh, Tonkat Ali. Um, that's interesting. Uh, there's some studies on that that has uh, sh- p- shown proof of uh, increasing testosterone as well. Um, there was a guy on Joe Rogan. His name was Andrew Humberman, Huberman, and it was a really interesting episode. He's a, a neuroscientist uh, at uh, Stanford, and he studies all of like brain... Uh, neural regeneration and hormones and all sorts of kind of stuff. And uh, he's actually talked about some of these uh, supplements uh, that people are deficient in or that can naturally increase your testosterone. Um, another one that was interesting. What about, what about that one that's... Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what about that horny goat's weed? Have you heard about that yeah, one? Yeah, horny goat weed. Or, or there's uh, the, the deer antler velvet. Uh, have you heard about that one? Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, that that's kind of that, that used yeah. to be a big thing. Oh, deer antler velvet. Basically, it was saying that in the you know before rut, whenever the deer are um, uh, growing their antlers, they have like a velvet on them, and that's when they're like highest in testosterone. And so people were like, you know, taking that. So uh, another one too that I thought was interesting was uh, cold exposure. That's something that can kind of give your body, uh, uh, when your body receives this this cold shock, it releases a, a ton of uh, proteins to prevent muscle, muscle tissue from wasting away. And endorphins and dopamine and all these different types of things. And testosterone is one of those things that is uh, produced and stimulated whenever you are exposed to cold shock, uh, so to cold exposure. It doesn't have to be, you know, freezing yourself to death or hyperthermia but just just un, you know putting your body into shock can help stimulate that testosterone uh, another one is uh, eating onions people say that eating onions can increase your testosterone i don't know there's studies behind that one um but that was interesting yeah uh, on that one so apparently onions are an aphrodisiac so uh they apparently s- stimulate sexual desire they don't help your breath, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I thought of the I thought of the Grinch uh, when I saw about eating onions, and I was like, "Man, that's gonna definitely kill." Maybe it might increase your testosterone, but it's gonna kill any romantic uh, relations that may happen. Yeah, I ha- I had one one other study that I thought was kind of interesting as well. So it gets into uh, average testosterone levels and political party. Thought this was kind of interesting. So there was a study done by per- Professor Paul Zak, who is the director of the Center of Neuroeconomics at uh, Claremont Graduate University. And he did uh, some, some research on testosterone levels and uh, political affiliations. 
And basically the conclusion, there's a bunch of different evidence and stuff that goes into the study, but the conclusion of the study is when uh, weakly affiliated Democrats, well, maybe not like super, super left wing, but kind of weakly affiliated, but listed registered Democrats, when they received additional testosterone or testosterone supplementation, the strength of their uh, party affiliation fell by 12%. And they reported a 45% warmer feelings towards Republican candidates. And so basically they're saying that that the Democrats that were more kind of towards the middle of their feelings and their political affiliations, once they received testosterone therapy, they were 45% more likely to accept and to vote for uh, hmm. Republican Interesting. Which was interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So... Not to say that not to say that that is you know one way or the other, but I thought it was an interesting study. You know that I don't know if that is uh, just how you know people think. I don't know maybe if it affected their their depression or affected how they were feeling. Or not that all Democrats are depressed. I'm not saying that at all, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, just de- some are if you voted for Hillary yeah, Clinton. So <laughs> I would be if I voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, so or if you voted for Joe Biden right now, you're probably depressed yeah, too. Seriously. <laughs> well, everybody's depressed. Yeah, exactly. Especially after this year, man. Jeez. I, I have one additional piece that uh, that might be uh, I thought was a little bit interesting. This one has to do with uh, testosterone and erotica. So. This was off a, a, a website uh, that I just found that there was, I, I found there, there some of their uh, statements were interesting to say the least. So uh, this is what some of what they said. They said, a long string of studies have found that sexual behavior increases testosterone, but sexual arousal without behavior, in, including review of adult material, also can increase testosterone. So they're talking about erotica in this sense. Uh, when researchers from the University of Michigan reviewed numerous studies as part of a report they published in Archives of Sexual Behavior on Sexual Thoughts uh, and their link to testosterone, they found evidence that men's testosterone increased when they watched erotic movies and when they, and even when the men didn't masturbate or engage in any other activity, sexual activity. So, some of these journals can be totally BS. I know that I've seen some stuff people submit absolutely nonsense, like trolling articles to these uh, medical journals, especially when they're about sexual behavior, uh, and they actually took them seriously. So I would doubt, I, I, w- I would put a heavy asterisk on anything I saw in there, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, it said, another study found that the effects is not limited to erotic materials. Men who visited a swingers club, but only watched, experienced an 11% increase in their testosterone. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. A 2011 study found, that was a, a study in 2011. However, that increase paled when compared with men who actually participated. Uh, they saw a 72% increase in testosterone. So I'm not encouraging you by any means to go to a swingers club. 
Uh, but what I am encouraging you to do is uh, if you, uh, I, all those guys out there who are married, um, I personally believe that if you, I, I think you should be married if you're going to go up and, and have sex uh, because it's just much better, makes things much easier within, within uh, marriage, along with many other reasons. But go have sex with your wife, uh, and that will increase your testosterone as well and probably your relationship as well. So uh, I know that most guys are probably like, heck, yeah, man, I'm trying to do that anyway. But uh, I think some of the studies, I think we can conclude from this that uh, engaging in sexual activity uh, and, and thinking about it and at least uh, you know playing some of this stuff out in your mind uh, and maybe fantasizing uh, about your wife uh, can definitely help uh, increase those levels. So uh, maybe maybe do that, uh, and that might, that might be the, a healthy outlet uh, way to increase it, and in a way that you wouldn't really think, I guess. All right, so uh, you got to tell your wife, "Hey, look, I'm just trying to increase my my testosterone." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. In a natural way. It's much cheaper than spending hundreds of dollars a month, babe. <laughs> so this has been a great episode. Uh, we've shared some good stuff. Uh, hopefully you guys can take some good takeaways from this and uh, maybe apply some from your own. If you And like Ethan said, if you've got anything that you want to try uh, or that you have tried, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, let's go ahead and, and build that creed together. <laughs>